The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. We're here at there in Brookhaven, Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm talking with an actor, writer, spoken word artist, Hamilton Sage. You're going to be seeing him in such films as Through the Glass Darkly and Second Samuel. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, (laughs) So what do you think about Atlanta as a destination for artists? I think it's growing all the time. I think that the opportunities here, especially in the film and entertainment industry, it's always been kind of a hub for music, it seems, particularly hip-hop music, um, R&B, but the booming film industry is really making it a destination for a lot of actors, acting coaches, uh, directors, and um, it's exciting to be here right now, I think. You feel an energy in, in the city, from the city? I do. I do. Uh, in a way that surprised me, I think, when I moved here from Richmond, Virginia. That's where I grew up. And Atlanta is different in a lot of ways than I, I think I anticipated um, it to be like. And in a lot of different ways, uh, it seems to be its own thing in Georgia, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it. I like Atlanta. In what way would you say that you, you found it to be different? I think that it seems to be a lot more forward thinking and, and moving than I think a lot of people imagine the South to be or Georgia or the particular. Uh, but Atlanta is very progressive and very diverse and uh, a lot of great food spots and healthy food. I, I eat pretty healthy, I feel like, organic mostly and dairy-free and gluten-free and there's actually a lot of places to eat for that, which most people might not expect in Georgia either. <laughs> well, you were, you were just mentioning to us that you had eaten something here and there. I did, yes. What do you think of this spot? Great food. Yeah. I had the salmon BLT, which was a little cheating from my normal diet, but it was right? delicious. Yeah. It was worth it. Yes, it was. Every now and then I'll splurge on something, you yeah. know. How important do you think being positive is when you undertake something like this? The arts. I think it's not just the arts. I think it's important in anything. Um, Having a, a flip of the switch of perspective can totally change your experience of the exact same situation, no matter what you're doing. And that idea, that philosophy is something that's just really interesting to me in general and something I was really exploring even really before I started exploring art, writing and acting. And I, I think that um, there's a lot to be said for trying to put yourself in the mindset of success and fulfillment and peace if if those are the oftentimes we have this like 
externalized view of how to get those feelings. But I think that really it's, it sort of works more out, inside out than the opposite from my experience. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is to meet people, to know people? In the in the like movie industry, yeah. When you're when you're pursuing the world of acting, I th- yeah, I, th- I think it's really important. I think a lot of business or um, if you're looking for success in anything, it as you know, a lot of people talk about it, it's all about who you know, right? Yeah. And I think that could certainly take you a long way when you're just starting out it's kind of a catch-22 of like well i don't know anybody (laughs) you know as an unknown that can be a little deflating to feel like well i'm never gonna make it if i don't know anybody Mm -hmm. so then i think it becomes a a challenge to like well whatever i do dip my feet into maybe i can try to make an impact by sort of be remembered by the way that i show up the way that i handle myself in situations and then Hopefully, you end up making connections through that, which has been my experience. I've had a film that I did last year and where I got a role for another film just from a castmate of mine just kind of approaching me and was like, I, I really liked how you were reading in the table reading. I think you'd be good for this. And that doesn't often happen, but I feel like if you make the most of like even a small opportunity more opportunities can come from that. I'm hoping you can tell us about this movie, Second Samuel, that you're going to be in. Seems very interesting. Yes. That was the, that was the role that I got um, from another, I was working on another project called Through the Glass Darkly, and I was a supporting role in that. And my character was a little bit introverted in that he's sort of this backwoods kid, grew up in a tractor trailer, and a castmate of mine, uh, Stan Houston, who was playing the sheriff in that movie, he approached me and was like, I, I think you would be great for this movie that I was just cast in. We're having trouble finding the lead. It's, it's about this young kid with autism and set in 1949. And I think you'd be really good for it. And I was like, well, that's interesting because I used to work with kids with autism for about seven to eight years in Richmond, Virginia. So I, I felt excited about it, but I, I wasn't holding my breath because you have a lot of conversations on set with people that you meet and potential projects. So it's like I wasn't going to get my hopes up too much, you know. But sure enough, he, he called me a couple weeks later and uh, said the director wanted to get in touch with me. And he sent me this, I talked to the director, he sent me the script that day and asked me to send in a tape later that evening. And I read the script and it was just one of those things where it was like, I just immediately knew that was for me. (laughs) It was way too synchronistic, way too, um, too many things that I just intimately knew the character from, from kids that I had worked with in Virginia um, that I was really close with that I just saw Mm. so many of their isms and their, their personality in this character on the script. And it just was kind of like, 
pretty sure I'm going to get this gig, and, I, and then I did. So, what was it like playing a character like that? I'll say the first word that comes to my mind is very freeing. I, it was a really unique opportunity to to someone with autism, and he, uh, my character B flat was someone who was little more further on the spectrum i think than you know he's high functioning he was very popular in the town that he lived in um but he was obviously very much in his own world and very fixated on sounds in particular and uh not really in tune with typical social norms which is very indicative of autism and it, it doesn't even say specifically in the script that this is a person who has autism i don't think they even really knew what that was in 1949 but it was obvious to me from my experience reading and i was like yeah was, this is definitely what's going on but playing that getting into you know i had a couple months to prepare for the role and and a, and a lot of real life experience to help me do that but just practicing getting totally outside of myself, you know, as a not many characters that I will get to play as an actor, I think are that kind of unique opportunity to, to just 110% step outside of a normal mindset and just, it was freeing to be on set all day and, and just literally be listening to like the birds. And that was my, that was really all that was on my mind. <laughs> it was all this, you know, chaotic swirl of a, of a film set going on around me, but I, I was just listening to sounds that I thought were interesting. We're looking at flashing lights or something. <laughs> well, tell us about this other film, Through the Glass Darkly. Give us a little more about that. Uh, that was a very interesting script, uh, screenplay that is sort of like a thriller story one of a, a whodunit kind of mystery there's a girl that's come up missing in this small town and it's a a female lead robin lively's blake lively's sister and shanola hampton are the two leads shanola uh is pretty well known for her work in shameless um and they s sort of take up the task of trying to investigate what what's happened to this girl. Robin's character is convinced that it's her disappearance is related to her daughter's disappearance years ago. And so she's very motivated to find out what has happened. And Shinola is a reporter who sort of realizes this old woman who everybody thinks is crazy might be onto something. So they kind of tag team and start looking into things independently. Uh, it's just very interesting. There's a there's a big twist at the end that's unexpected. I think I think people won't anticipate. But it's very relevant to a lot of social issues going on as far as uh, two women bringing down a a powerful man of you know wealth and stature who's been getting away with some not so savory actions. So I think people will identify with the story if some guy or girl came to you and they said listen i'm just i just got into town 
I'm trying to make it as an actor. What's the first piece of advice that you would give them? I would say take a acting class. I, I would suggest one of the teachers that I've studied with. But I've the first w- acting class that I walked into totally changed my mindset of what acting was. And I never really anticipated myself being an actor. I, I had done spoken word poetry for years and done national poetry slams and things. Um, and I always really enjoyed that. Now, I always felt like I could be good at acting, but I just didn't know very much about it. And when I walked into that class, it was a uh, Victor Love's class. And I saw the way, how vulnerable everybody was and how much the process was really about taking off your mask more than putting one on. That was really interesting to me. And it was like, I was kind of immediately hooked. I was like, Oh, I can do this. Cause it, it just reminded me so much of what my process was like performing and coaching spoken word poetry, which demands so much honesty and sincerity. And I never knew that acting was like that. So I kind of just immediately fell in love when I realized that that's kind of what it was. What would you say the hardest thing about being an actor is? I think the hardest thing is getting used to rejection a lot. Auditioning and auditioning and auditioning and sometimes getting really, really close to big roles, you know, that you kind of know could be sort of a game changer, you know, and then just not hearing anything and just having to sit with that and just kind of brush it off and be like, well, on to the next one, you know, that level of detachment, being able to find a healthy detachment and, uh, and just stay with it. You know, I think it takes a lot of dedication to really continue to believe in a, in an environment where you don't get very much validation of what you're doing or your worth, you know, that you have to be able to generate that inside yourself. So how do you keep that belief up? So Uh, much rejection at times. Yeah. For me, like, like daily meditation, just kind of writing actively, you know, self-building my daily routine in a way where self-care is really prioritized and where I have the space and time to sort of dedicate to like being in touch with what my goals are and sort of where I want to go and trying to, trying to feel myself in that, you know, and and not not sliding into the sort of despair that might come up sometimes, especially after like a not getting something that you really wanted, and then it's like it's so easy to just get downtrodden and just being able to you know shake that off. Kind of go, going back to that positivity mindset, yeah. you know, yeah. like finding whatever staff you can plant in the ground with that, and just holding on to that despite any kind of outside circumstances. Best case scenario 
somebody watches a movie that you're in, mm-hmm. what do you want them to think about it? What do you want them to say? What do you want them to get? Mm, that's a good question. I think that in general, I've always wanted my art things that I step into artistically to uplift people, to empower people. And that might look different depending on what project I'm in. But also to just affect someone. Uh, You know, I want to find the... I have a mantra that I say to myself before I'm stepping on stage or stepping into a scene. And that's just kind of to, to make, make me a vessel for truth, make me a vessel for truth, make me a vessel for truth. And so I, I sort of strive to get to a point where I can kind of step outside myself because I kind of believe that if, if I'm doing acting, if I'm approaching acting in the right way, I'm kind of getting out of my own way. And I think a lot from how I see it, a lot of my work as an actor is preparing enough to know the story deeply enough to be able to, to be on set and just kind of step aside kind of thing and just let it go where it's going to go. The interview with Ingrid, you were telling me that you watched it. And at the end, there was this thing where we allowed her to act. Uh-huh. And so I would allow you to either perform a scene if you like. Okay. Uh, or you could improv something. This is your world. Hmm. I think. I don't know. What do you, th- what, what can we do? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, you could be confessing to me. That you've just murdered someone. That I just murdered someone? Okay. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, I gotta... I gotta tell you something, Paul. I don't don't know if I should even... I don't know if I should tell you about I don't know who else what's wrong um, are you okay yeah I I think um, you know you know that uh, that guy that you and Ingrid work with yeah well, he he was at he was like at our apartment last night, and uh, it was weird, man. He was like he caught me off guard, and anyways, dude, um, and it, I ended up killing him, and it was like in what? self-defense kind of thing, you know. But I didn't freaked out man because I had to like I can't I don't know what to do about it I, are I you like dumped the body off of I-85 what yes I know I know so what are you gonna do 
don't know. I mean, like trying to just keep it together in general, not have a total panic attack right now. Uh, what should I, I mean, should I like tell people? I mean, it's gonna show up missing. Let's just think about this. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> starting to sweat. <laughs> I believed it, though. You did? I was thinking about who you killed. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That feels good. So my I last... must have believed it on some level because I'm, like, sweating right now. Well, my last question. You have this canvas here. Okay. For anyone who's watching, what would you say to them? Hmm. Just anything in general. Yeah, yeah, it's wide open. I think I would encourage people to be authentic, to try to, I think what I love about acting is this opportunity to step outside of yourself. And I feel like that, practicing that has made me a better person in a lot of ways and I think it's applicable I find it being applicable to my real life stepping into situations where I'm my thoughts of who I am might cause me to tense up or reject certain people or scenarios or the way life is just playing out and when I find myself doing that I'm trying to practice just being open being present and letting go of any preconceptions of how I think things should or shouldn't go. And I feel like that's a really valuable practice. And I've, and I've gotten that from exploring different art forms. And, um, yeah, I think we would all be happier if we could open more instead of closing, being open, being open, being open. Hmm. Well spoken. And I hope, I hope my, my art, my acting, my poetry can help people do that. Hamilton Sage, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yes. Until next time. Appreciate you, man. The boop, bop, deep, bop, doodly, keep bop, doodly, shop, bop, ding, daka. Ooh, no. I like a pom pom cook it Goodbye.